podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday, which is a match day as Liverpool take on West Ham tonight in the EFL Cup quarterfinals. Spot in the semis at stake. And last night we had the other three quarterfinals. Everton took on Fulham at Goodison Park. Went 1-0 down through a Michael Keane own goal. Beto equalised for them late on. The game went to penalties. The game was in hand for Everton after Bobby D. Cordova Reed missed. Amadou Onana had the opportunity to put Everton through. Took arguably the worst penalty you've ever seen in your life. Missed. Fulham would get back in it. Idrissa Ganagay would miss and Tosin would score the winner and Fulham advance to the semi-finals. Chelsea took on Newcastle. Newcastle went one up through Callum Wilson. They were leading the way. Game was over. And then Kieran Trippier decided to do Kieran Trippier things. Gifted a goal to Chelsea through Mikhailo Mudrik of all, play, of all people. The game went to penalties. Trippier would miss. Matt Ritchie would also miss. And Chelsea would advance on penalties. And in the third game, Port Vale at home to Middlesbrough at Middlesbrough, 3-0 winners. So Borough, Fulham and Chelsea in the semi-finals. You'd have to fancy our chances if we get through tonight. You really would have to fancy our chances. Two mid-table Premier League teams and a mid-table championship team. Personally, I'd probably prefer Chelsea if I could hand-pick an opponent for the semi-finals because I think over two legs we'd beat them pretty comfortably or at least we should beat them pretty comfortably. That would then leave Fulham or Borough in the final. And again, we would go into that as strong favourites. And I would rather play one of those teams in the final than Chelsea, who by the time the final comes around, might have actually gotten their act together and might be a cohesive, decent team. But for tonight, we just need to get through against West Ham. Personally, I'd like to see Jurgen go strong with his eleven. I'd like to see Allison play, though I expect Kelleher. Uh, I'd like to see Trent, Gomez, Virgil and Costas as the back four. In midfield, I think he should go Elliot, Endo and Curtis Jones. It's not a great midfield, admittedly, but I think Zabozlai needs just a little bit of a rest, especially with Arsenal on the weekend. Now, you could play Zabozlai in midfield and move Elliot to the left wing because I would like to see Harvey start this game even though he hasn't been great when starting this season. He's been much better as an impact player off the bench 
but I still think he kind of deserves to start in this one. So I'd like to start him in either the left wing role or the right-sided midfield role. But the other two should be Endo and Curtis Jones, without question. And we need a big game from Curtis because we're going to need him at the weekend because he has to start against Arsenal. Can't start that nonsense midfield with Gravenberg and Zabozlai at the weekend. It's rubbish. It doesn't work. Uh, in attack tonight, like I say, I'd like to see Elliot or Zabozlai left wing if they're both going to play. Otherwise, if it is Elliot, Endo, Jones in midfield, you probably just roll with Gakbo left wing. Maybe play Darwin through the middle. Or you could play Gakbo through the middle and Darwin left wing. And then Mo right wing. I think Mo has to start because right now we don't look like we can score a goal if it's not for him. So they'll come and play a full strength team. The only player they're missing is Mikel Antonio. And I think Moyes will go as strong as he possibly can. If you look at their round of 16 game, they played Arsenal. So they did change their goalkeeper. They played Fabianski, where at that point, Ariola had been the first choice, but they played Fabianski. In midfield, he went with Soufal, Mavroponos, Agard, and Emerson. Now, obviously, Kurt Zuma is a starting centre-back, but he just wasn't available for that game. He wasn't rested or anything. He wasn't available. So it was the best defence they had available. They went with Suchek and Edson Alvarez in the midfield. That's their best midfield pairing. And then they went Kudus, Paqueta and Benrama behind Bowen. So other than the absence of Kurt Zuma and the change in goalkeeper, he went full strength against Arsenal. And... Frankly, they wiped the floor with Arsenal. They won 3-1. It could easily have been 4 or 5 before Arsenal really got themselves going. West Ham were just able to counter and counter and counter against Arsenal. And they only had five shots in the game, three on target. But they got themselves into so many good positions in that game. And then like the final ball would mess up when it would have been a simple choice. But... I think they'll go full strength tonight and I think they're going to be they're going to be a tough out. We've already played them obviously once this season already. That game took place earlier in the season. Everybody remembers that before that game Mikel Antonio had plenty to save for himself, claimed they were going to finish above us, claimed they were better than us, they were going to beat us. And then he put in one of the worst performances you'll ever see and we beat them 3-1. Again, we we should have won by more. We we were comfortably the better team that day. Um, Mo scored from the penalty spot. Jared Bone did equalise for them as we had a little bit of a wobble just before half time. But the second half, we tore them apart. Darwin scored, Jota scored. We could have scored two or three more. They were quite fortunate to get out of there without a hammering. That was one of our best performances this season. I'd say probably our second best performance in the league this year. Villa's the first, the first one. And I would say that's probably our second best performance in the league this year. Then maybe Brentford. Yeah. We haven't had many, so it's not hard to pick. Um, On to this is Anfield. And the lead story surrounds Kenny Dogleash. Sir Kenny was given a Lifetime Achievement Award last night. And it couldn't be more deserved. I mean, what he has done in the game, outside the game, is just incredible. And he gave an outstanding speech 
which was as ever with Kenny, full of humor, but full of honesty as well. You look at the career he had with us as a player, six league titles, three European Cups, and then what he did as a manager was amazing as well. And if it wasn't for the fact of the Heysel ban, he likely would have won a European Cup as manager as well. Um, You feel like we would have been the team to win a couple before that Milan team of Saki took over. And then obviously he leaves, goes to Blackburn, goes to Newcastle, goes to Celtic. And he's out of football for a while. And then he comes back when we need him, when Roy Hodgson needs to go. Kenny's willing to come back, take on the job. His first six months are great. It it should have ended there, but he stayed on. And obviously it didn't end particularly well, but the relationship has been rebuilt between the ownership, the club and Kenny. And obviously now he works as a non-executive director for the club. He himself says he doesn't really know what that is, but it means he's got a job, so he's happy out. Um, Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And there's a lovely picture that Andy Robertson has put up on his Instagram, which I would recommend everybody go and have a look at. Uh, of great, great Liverpool men. So do check that out when you get a chance. Uh, Moving on, this is Anfield. Also have 10 key things to know and a suggested 11. So we look at the 10 key things to know. Uh, First is cup distraction. I'm not sure it's a distraction. I think it's a chance to get ourselves back playing real football after the last four the last four games, we've been so, so poor. Um, team news, we've got long-term absentees, Thiago, Stefan Besetic, and Andy Robertson, obviously now joined on the sidelines by Joel Matip and Steph and um, Diogo Jota. Ryan Gravenberg, I would imagine, won't feature tonight. Uh, ben Doak now as well, out for the foreseeable, and Alexis McAllister out until the new year. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little bit longer than that. Just means that we're, you know, we're working with a shorthand at the mm-hmm. moment, but that that's the way Jurgen likes it. It's the way Jurgen's always done things. Um Linder said there'll be a strong team selection ahead of this game and that the lads want to win trophies, so that's always good. Uh West Hammer in relatively good form. After a bit of a slow start this season, David Moyes' side have found form recently with just one defeat in their last nine games. But that was a 5-0 shellacking by Fulham. So, you know, they are definitely vulnerable if you can get at them. Um, they won at the weekend 3-0 over Wolves, put in a pretty good performance. But we're still the better team. There'll be no extra time tonight. It will go straight to penalties if the 90 minutes can't separate the teams. Uh, there's one potential 11 here, which is Kelleher, Trent, Kwanzaa, Virgil or Kanate, Gomez at left back, Endo, Jones and Elliot, Salah, Nunes and Gakpo. Uh, the capacity for tonight will be 57,000. So um, that's that's obviously a big positive as well for us. Uh, West Ham are bringing 6,000 fans for tonight's game. Uh, there's a did you know that this is Liverpool's 19th semi-final in the competition, which is also a record. And Tim Robinson 
will be the referee. He's the guy who refereed the game against Leicester early in the season. Uh, the predicted lineup they've got here then, which was put together by David Lynch, is Callagher, Gomez, Quanza, Van Dyke, Simicus, Zaboslai, Jones, and Elliot as a midfield. I do like the idea of Jones as the six, but not with Elliot because I just don't think there's enough balance there defensively with, with him and, and Zaboslai as eights. And then Salah, Nunes, and Gakbo as a front three. But I do like that team. It's it's quite quite strong and quite aggressive. So uh, would be in favour. Pepin Linders has called for a solution to Fabio Carvalho's future and says no decision has been made. Um, da, da, da. He also said he expects Dominic Zabozlai to bounce back to his best form, so that's good. Manager blasts his own fans as Liverpool Loney booed off pitch. Loney goalkeeper Harvey Davies has been defended by his manager after he was booed off the pitch by his own supporters over the weekend. He made two mistakes during Crew's 3-3 draw with Accrington Stanley and Lee Bell, the crew manager, has come out and defended him after the fans were um, a little bit harsh. I think a little bit harsh on them. Jörg Schmatke planning to step back. I mean, he should be booted out the door, really, shouldn't he? Um, Liverpool.com then. Liverpool could miss key player for eight games at the same time as Mo Salah out for AFCON. That's about Endo, who's going to the, the Asian Cup. Arsenal door open to sign Liverpool fan as Man City suffers another Erling Haaland blow. So the Liverpool fan, I would guess, is Ivan Tony. It is. And apparently Brentford are open to selling him uh, if they get a decent fee. Okay. Uh, oh, Haaland, KDB and Doku will all miss the games of the World Club Cup, which isn't a surprise, I don't think. Liverpool ahead of Man City in $77 million transfer race as reality of Arsenal advantage clear. What is this now? Oh, um, caught offside are saying that we're ahead of Man City and Chelsea in the race assigned Piero Hincapié. I can't see any reason that City would be in that race, given they bought Gvardiol in the summer and have Nathan Aki already. So that just seems like nonsense. Uh, Arsenal something of a huge advantage over Liverpool ahead of the weekend with no oh, the fact that yeah they're not playing and we are well it is what it is but that can be an advantage to us as well to be fair uh, on to AnfieldIndex.com and there is a piece about the West Ham game and about how winning trophies is the most important thing piece about Ben Doak needing surgery a uh, piece about Jürgen criticising the fact there's no VAR in the EFL Cup and then a piece about Schmatke getting ready to leave. Podcast-wise, there is the Presser Pod, which Dave Davis has put together. There is a scouted ahead of this game against West Ham. And there's the new under pressure with Dan Kennett, Hamza and Phil Barter to review the Europa League game and the mess against Manchester United. So give all of those a listen. 
and I will see you tomorrow. There is a post-match row, of course. It is Guy with myself and Trev. So Guy is hosting and myself and Trev will be uh, ranting, raving and potentially coming up with some conspiracies if David Moyes manages to sneak out of Anfield with anything more than a good slapping. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.